our World Series post-game shows just keep rolling along. It's going to a Game 7, and when they say earn history, the Astros know they're going to have to earn it. That's what it's all about. I mean, you knew it was going to go to a Game 7, RG. It's the Astros. Of course it's going to go to a Game 7 in the World Series. Hey, what are you, Karnak the Magnificent now, predicting all these things? I don't have to predict them. I've only watched the Houston Astros for 40 plus years now yeah I, I, it's not no it's never going to be easy that should be it yeah earn history not going to be easy i mean can't there just be like a game seven for the astros like i you know what i was actually thinking of i was thinking back to that game in 1980 when the astros won their first al west title ever and they had four games in los angeles and all they needed to do was win one right to get into the postseason and they lost all four it went to a one game playoff and then it was joe negro and they ended up scoring like a seven to one win. It was a really easy Joe Necro pitch. Great. And like Art Howe had the big hits in the game and stuff like that. And, you know, looking back at Astros history, it's something like that. That's what the Astros could really use tomorrow. Their bats need to come alive for a game seven. Like, let's stop having all the these traumas happen to Houston people, because it's like, I mean, all the can you imagine all the people that all the antacids, the ulcers, the heart attacks? I mean, it's just it's hard to watch all the stress watching the Astros play. But hey, I have to say two tremendous teams, 100 plus win teams. Yeah, like you said, pretty much we knew this was probably going to happen. We were just hoping that Justin Berlander could close it out and have kind of a storybook finish to his arrival with the Astros and all that he's meant to the club. It's not meant to be. It's meant to go seven games and just have to hope that the Houston Astros can come out on top. Big question with Verlander choking in game seven when you needed him most. Does this lower his trade value for the offseason at all, you think? Choking in game seven. Are you also? I mean, in game six, in game six. If you call choking, you know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Altuve, uh, our MVP didn't come up big. Bragman doesn't come up you big. You know what really this got down to? I mean, it was just, look, the Astros had, they they left too many men on base and they're bad. So you cannot score one run when uh, another team's facing elimination and you're on the road with, with this prolific offense, I mean, they just left too many men on base. I mean, that was, that was, you know, that was just the killer right there. And, you know, it, it also got back to that one inning. It was in the fifth inning when it, what they got the McCann and, and Marwin Gonzalez on second and third and nobody out. And Josh Reddick, who's had a terrible postseason, struck out. And then Verlander was the next batter. You know, some might say, well, you know, at that point in time, you know, go for the jugular there. I mean, they weren't going to take Verlander out, of course, in the fifth inning or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, Verlander strikes out. So then all of a sudden you go from this is National League ball. That's why it's so difficult. It's so much more difficult for American League teams. It's because, I mean, that's that was it right there. All all Josh Reddick had to do was lift a sack fly, make it two to nothing. It's a whole different game when you get a couple of extra runs. I mean, that was a big swing of momentum in the game because the Astros could have really broken it out right there. And, I mean, Justin Verlander still gave him a sterling effort, only two runs through six innings. I mean, he really pitched his, uh, his heart out. And all that. But I, I I really felt with that, that was the critical moment in the game. And, you know, that the Dodgers were just able to, you know, do the Houdini act on that one. And it really got back to the fact that you had the eight, you know, the eight hitter not come through in the clutch. And then you had the nine hitter who was a pitcher. And then you all of a sudden have two outs. And so sack fly won't score a run. You know, I mean, it just it's it totally changed things. And and of course, then you had Altuve come up when you were down as well in the game there when 
you know, I don't blame that one as much. I mean, Altuve, you know, going against Kenta Maeda wasn't able to, and he was upset about it, Altuve was, later in the game. It's just they weren't able to get the big hits. And if they're going to win a championship, they're going to have to be able to get the big hits. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Jose's been struggling quite a bit on the road uh, the last couple of series, right? Yeah, his his uh, numbers on the road are definitely... I mean, he had the... Of course, in game two, he had the home run. We all remember the back-to-back home runs with Correa in, in game two in Los Angeles. But yes, he's definitely struggled some more on the road than he's been magnificent at Minute Maid Park. But all, I mean, all the Astros... I mean, we look... Remember the Yankees series? You had that one game against the Red Sox where they didn't hit before they finally came around in game four. And of course, all the games in the Bronx, like we just mentioned. And and then in Los Angeles, I mean, for the first couple of games until, you know, they kind of broke out late in game two. And then again, here in game game six, they just haven't been able to hit on the road. And if they're going to win a game seven, that's why I said they need to make it easy. They need to give their fans, you know, some kind of like eight, nine run output burst. I mean, it's probably... You know, Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium, Dodger Stadium is a, is a true pitcher's park. Um, but going tomorrow, I mean, it's it's all hands on deck for both teams. I mean, it's even going to be different for the Dodgers because, you know, you Darvish is starting the game. So we'll get that we'll get that you Darvish, uh, Yuli Gurriel uh, matchup. And you uh, Darvish, I'm sure, wants to atone for his performance. And he was knocked out after. Uh, you know, in the second inning of his previous start, he's going to come out there, want to go deep in the game. Lance McCullers is going to be starting game seven. And then you'll have, you know, Dallas Keuchel will be able to come in. They said that Justin Verlander, depending on how he feels, might even pitch. He only had 73 pitches, so it'll just depend. But uh, knowing Justin Verlander, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he says I can give an inning in a game seven. Then you have like Charlie Morton, of course. You'll have Brad Peacock. It's just going to be different because for the Dodgers, they have more set roles with their relievers. They know if it gets to the eighth and ninth inning, maybe they can squeeze another inning out of Brandon Murrow. They can definitely go to Kenley Jansen. He he had about 20 pitches tonight, but still they can go to him for an inning, maybe two. They have the set bullpen towards the end of the game. They have Tony Watson that they can put in. It's it's the Astros that we all know. It's like, what do you do here? Do you go to, do you go to Dallas Keuchel? Do you go to... Uh, uh, Charlie Morton, do you go to, can Justin Verlander pitch the ninth and close the thing out after how many innings can Lance McCullers go? Cause you really, in any tight situation, we, I mean, no, we don't want to see Giles Davinsky. Do you trust him? I mean, Musgrove comes in tonight, gives up a, a home run to Jock Peterson. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's just where the Astros are in a little bit more of a problematic position, which is why, again, the bats need to break out. They need to come through with hits. They need to give their pitchers a lead. So it makes things a lot easier for A.J. Hinch to even maneuvering with his bullpen. Right. And and just to be clear what you said, as far as the, the hitters not doing it with runners in scoring position, they were 0 for 6 in this game, uh, 8 left on base. Yes. So, uh, yeah, th- that was the big issue offensively. Uh, luckily, you know, Musgrove only gave up one run, which is almost a victory from some of the members of the bullpen. And, and actually, Gregerson continues to have his zero ERA. You know, he's out there in his witness, witness relocation program in the bullpen. Uh, Liriano got in there, which... Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Gregerson did, but I mean, he had runners on base and he wasn't able to finish the inning and, and Liriano had to come and bail him out. So it's not something you're going, wow, I want Luke Gregerson in there to close out a game tomorrow or pitch like in a situation where they're one or two run lead. I mean, maybe that might happen just because that's what I'm saying. You don't have the options on the Astros side that you do on the other. 
but you do now have the starters available that you didn't have before. That's why it's going to be interesting because you, you go like, okay, it's the seventh inning. Maybe at this point you're facing the Dodgers. You got like, you know, Corey Seager and uh, Clay, uh, Cody Bellinger coming up, you know, put in Dallas Keuchel because you're going to have two lefties coming, right? And that, you know, even though you have to face Justin Turner there too, you know, something like that, you know, it, it, for that inning you put in Keuchel, you know, or whatever. So, I mean, I, I don't know. They're just going to have like very – you know, a, a very different kind of bullpen tomorrow and it's all hands on deck. It's a game seven. Anything can happen. This is why you didn't want to go to a game seven. But like you said at the start of the show, it's the Astros. It, and, uh, you know, they couldn't close it out on Hollywood. I mean, in Hollywood on Halloween night, freakish, ghoulish things happened and they happened to the Astros. Yeah, I don't think it was anything freakish or ghoulish. And look, uh, I, I wasn't confident going into this game, going up against Rich Hill. Rich Hill had baffled the Astros this is the first time he, he, he faced the Astros. Uh, Jose Altuve looks clueless up there against Rich Hill, to be honest with you. Correa, same story. Uh, those are two guys that you, you really depend on. Um, I, I was kind of surprised that, that Bregman uh, didn't look all that great, but he did get a hit in this game. So, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, uh, I have more confidence, honestly, that Lance McCullers can outpitch uh, I think he can outpitch you Darvish more because you Darvish, you know, they, they hit him around the first game in, in, in uh, game three. And then also you Darvish hasn't been extraordinary in the playoffs. He's got about a four, seven, four ERA over the course of his career. Uh, he's a guy that I don't think has actually been rolling going into the playoffs or through the, throughout the playoffs or anything like that. Oh yeah. Well this year he had been, no, that, that's not the story this year. He had, pitched well and that was the reason why it was kind of a uh, it's, it's especially on the road he's pitched well so it's going to be at Dodger Stadium for this game seven and uh but I, I mean he's still with you Darvish's stuff though I mean he has a, a really good fastball he has that slider I mean he he has the pitches uh, and you know it's not going to be easy I'm not expecting him to get knocked out in the second or third inning again and and he's been he's been tough against the Astros if you look up and down the averages with the Astros over the years against you Darvish and I'm not trying to be negative here I'm just being realistic the only guy who's really hit him is maybe the Astros uh, hottest hitter right now which has been uh, you know George Springer during the regular season that is over the, you know this last game when he was knocked out of there and you know, all the Astros were connecting with him. So, yeah, you're right. At least at least in this series with this history, you know, and against you, you Darvish pitching for the Dodgers, uh, he had a bad game at Minute Maid Park where he's usually generally pitched well. But I I just don't expect him to duplicate that bad performance. So I I expect but I I mean, that would be great for the Astros because they really do need to get out, I think, to an early lead, kind of quiet the crowd and make things a little bit easier to where they're not having to scratch and claw and having to count down outs and, and come back against the Dodgers. Yeah, and I checked, and yeah, you're right. His ERA, you know, he did pitch real well in the first uh, couple of series of the playoffs, so I got that wrong. Um, you know, I'm not perfect, uh, even though I think a lot of you know that uh, I'm pretty darn close. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those deals, RG, where, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, A.J. Hinch and you're Jim Crane and Jeff Luno, just go ahead and send everybody outside of Brad Peacock that's in the bullpen home. Save that hotel money to uh, Wednesday night. I mean, Tuesday night. Just save it up because they're not getting in the game. It's going to be after Lance McCullers, Morton, Peacock, and maybe even Verlander. You said, like, Keuchel might come in for a lefty. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Keuchel right now because I just don't think he's 
pitched all that well. I mean, I, that's just my well, but opinion. For, but you have to put Keuchel in there because he's your – he'll be he, – look, the guy's an excellent pitcher. He pitched really well in game one. I mean, he just – he gave up a couple of hits that were just, you know, bad, you know, home runs there and stuff. That was the difference in the game. He pitched really well in game one. He didn't pitch as well in, in, in game five, as we know, but neither did Clayton Kershaw. And guess what? Clayton Kershaw is going to be out of the Dodgers bullpen. So, yeah, I definitely expect to see Keuchel at some point. But I don't think Keuchel is good out of the bullpen. Do you? I think he's better option than the others that are there. And I, I know you're going back to Kansas City a few years ago. where that, That's been his only appearance out of the bullpen in the postseason. And he didn't have a good game that game. And, you know, but I, I still would rather have Dallas Keuchel coming in than a lot of the other relievers that you mentioned. And Well, that I mentioned, you don't yes. you have a problem with Morton and Peacock? No, but I'm just saying against left-handed batters, I mean, really, he, he made, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, he made some of the, uh, you know, the Dodgers batters look foolish. If you go back and look at the strikeouts that he had in game one and, you know, he wasn't as effective at game five, but remember that ump was calling a tighter zone in, in that game too. So, uh, you, you, and, and, and Keuchel didn't have his A stuff. So you have to say that if, I mean, Keuchel coming in out of the bullpen, he's still a Cy Young Award winner. He's one of the Astros' best pitchers. He knows how to pitch. He's smart. You know, come in with, you know, and face a few batters there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would take my chances with him. And and I, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be, see how long that McCullers can go, how many innings that he can give you. Then you go to, like a like you said, a Charlie, Charlie Morton, almost like a tandem kind of pitching there. Because uh, Charlie Morton can come in. We know that he, uh, you know, pitched well against the Dodgers previously. He'll be on three days rest and he can just come, you know, throw it at 95, 96 miles per hour there. You know, and he has that that uh, ball that can rise in the zone, too. And then you have, uh, you know, coming in after that, like you said, Brad Peacock's available and, uh, and then Dallas Keuchel. So it's going to be very different. It's not going to be your typical Astros. Like, even if Justin Berlander, if he can go, I could see him coming out for a ninth inning all amped up. I mean, wouldn't that be great if, uh, just, if the Astros have a two- or three-run lead in the ninth inning and Justin Berlander comes out to close out, try to close out a World Series? I mean, uh, I, I would love that. Um, you know, it, it's it's just going to be weird. It's going to be weird. We, we thought that Halloween was tonight with the weird, like you said, the weird, strange, ghoulish, freakish things. Uh, that's more likely to happen tomorrow on November 1st. <laughs> the one guy on the Astros that has hit you, Darvish, really well is guess who? George Springer that just hits everybody right now. Uh, he's he's rolling. Hopefully he can give, give you one more of those uh, incredible home runs that he had. I mean, George Springer. People were ready to give up on him after game one of the World Series. Uh, you know, struggled a little bit in that Yankee series or, or struggled a lot in the Yankee series. But uh, boy, has he ever done it. And you look at uh, what he's done historically now. Uh, George Springer now has more career go-ahead World Series homers three than Derek Jeter, two. He joins Lou Gehrig as the only players ever to hit game-tying or go-ahead home runs in three straight games of the same World Series. So that that's a pretty cool company. And also players to home run in three straight World Series games in the last 20 years, uh, George Springer and Barry Bonds. So, you know, when you get mentioned with Barry Bonds and Lou Gehrig, uh, Derek Jeter, th- those are good names to get mentioned <laughs> with Archie. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely, I mean, he's definitely having a great, if, if, if the Astros had to pick a MVP right now because of his home runs and, and what he's been able to do. And remember, there was a guy that everybody was saying, look, when he was struggling so much in the ALCS, what's wrong with George Springer? Is it time to move him down in the order? What do you do with George Springer? And 
you know, he's come alive. He had the game winning, of course, home run in, in game two. And uh, and his home run, uh, you know, again, kind of swung it there where he, you know, tied the game at, uh, after he had made the gaff in center field and then had uh, the home run that put the team up and, you know, potentially could have been, you know, Justin Verlander's, uh, you know, the run that he needed to 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 pitch the Astros to victory. It just it just wasn't meant to be. This is the first loss for Justin Verlander in an Astros uniform. Unfortunately, it comes in game six of the World Series. But there's still daylight. Hey, people, wake up tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this on the day of game seven, there's still hope. There's still life for the Astros. They did have one game backs weren't against the wall for the Astros. Now it is elimination, winner take all game. They've done this before. They did it against the Yankees. They're a resilient team. You know, they're just going to have somebody new is going to have to step up there. There's some there's got to be a, a another hero. And and for for one thing, too, you know, if Jock Peterson comes up on the Dodgers the way that he's hitting right now, you might want to pitch around him, too, than grooving one on the plate. <laughs> I mean, that 0-2 with setting it over there, you know, where that he was able to hit another home run. I mean, over the opposite field home run, too. So, uh, you know, the Dodgers, the Astros have actually done pretty well overall against the top four batters in the lineup. I know Chris Taylor's had some key hits and everything like that. It's it's just that, uh, you know, Jock Peter, Peterson, who is a guy that was wasn't even on the AL. I mean, the NLDS roster. He didn't play against the Arizona Diamondbacks. OK, and then he finally got on in the NLCS roster. He wasn't starting the games, and they put him in, started hitting, and he's basically. I mean, if you had if you had to pick an MVP on the Dodgers right now, it'd be Jock Peterson. I mean, that's just how crazy. Or Chris Taylor, I guess, or somebody like that, uh, or Brandon Morrow for pitching all the games. So I I think with the Astros, you know, coming up here, they're just going to have to you know do what they've been doing as far as for their starters, get a good, well pitched effort from Lance McCullers. And and they really do need to get an early lead. It's just it's make it easy RG, for people. RG, RG, I, I yeah. need you to get I need you to give me the pep talk, man. You're so down. AJ Hinch has got to walk in that locker room. I need RG's pep talk. Look, here's the deal, Astros. Here here's the deal. I'm gonna give you the pep talk right now, man. You're in game seven. This is where we wanna be. We got a chance to win the World Series. Somebody's gotta walk off with this. Hey. 37 winner-take-all World Series Game 7s. Home team is 18 and 19. So we have the advantage. We got Lance McCullers on the mound, who's pitching incredibly well. We can bring Peacock and Morton out of the bullpen if we have to. We got Justin Verlander in the bullpen. Uh, We got some pretty darn good pitchers to throw at them. Hey, the Dodgers, uh, good luck, guys, because uh, the Astros, we've got all the mojo. We've got the mojo. This team has... Is, is the team that shouldn't be there. The entire country is rooting for the Astros. They are America's team now. They are the dream team. Everybody in the world wants you to win. You've got Kate Upton on your side. You've got uh, the Backstreet Boys are Astros fans. I mean, Matt Damon loves Jose Altuve, like you said the other day. Hey, Astros, we got this, baby. It's Clutch City. This is where it's at. We've done Game 7s before. You giving your Jim John Belushi speech from <laughs> Animal House there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I of course the Astros have a game seven. They're not out of it. There's definitely with like you said, Lance McCullers. They've got all these things going for them. They just need to break out the bats. That's all I'm telling you. They just need to come out and, and start hitting, getting some cl- cl- key hits, clutch hits, stringing them together, make it easier uh, so that 
when uh, A.J. Hinch has to turn to the bullpen, he's got at least some wiggle room there and a lead. And again, you're not you're not chasing the the, the Dodgers from behind. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. I just I, I know for most of us, you know, we probably assumed it was Houston and this is that with the first rocket championship, seven games. It's just it's never easy. It's never the sweep. It's not like it was for the Chicago White Sox after all those years when they faced the Astros and won four to zero and. You know, it's it's more like what happened to the Cubs last year. I guess we can take solace. It's the Cubs. They had to go seven games after 108 years and, you know, find some crazy wacky way to finally win it in the end. And it took a rainstorm and a 20 minute delay for that to happen. So with the Astros, I don't know what's going to happen at Dodger Stadium. But, you know, you have to feel at least confident that. Yeah, you've always found a way. You're you're a resilient team, and that you can win a championship. It's one game here. That's what everybody dreams about being the hero in the World Series in Game Seven. So, you know, somebody hopefully on the Astros can can do that and be that hero and uh, grace the cover of I don't know if it's Wheaties boxes anymore or whatever kind of cereal box it would be or, uh, you know, the commercial and uh yeah be the the next star that uh, breakout star coming in a, a game seven of the world series who's gonna be mr november or senor novembre because we got Gurial and we got altuve and we got marwin gonzalez and carlos correa and carlos beltran who's gonna be it who's gonna be mr november it's november 1st the astros are playing in november you can't ask for anything more if you're an astros fans you can't be upset and the last thing I want to just leave everybody with, RG, and if you want to have a last statement for the Astros, I'll let you go after this. But this is, this is not even to Astros fans. I'm going to send a message to, to, to you guys, Astros fans, but I also want to send a message to Reed Ryan, and I want to send a message to Jeff Luno and Jim Crane. It was about 39 years ago that the Houston Oilers lost not in the Super Bowl, in the AFC Championship game. And they got 60,000, 70,000 people at the Astrodome. We can jam 41,000 at Minute Maid if for some reason the Astros don't lose. On Thursday, without question, on Thursday night, there needs to be, at Minute Maid, a pep rally if they do not win. Otherwise, we're going to have confetti, obviously, and a parade. But if that happens, let's have a pep rally at Minute Maid Park. This team deserves 40-plus thousand people or however many you're legally allowed under fire codes to jam in to Minute Maid. If we have to, put big screens, you know, put, keep those big screens that they got up outside of Minute Maid Park that everybody got to watch the game with in Game 6 and Game 7. Keep them out there so people can, if they can't get in, that they can watch the big screens, that they can welcome the buses in because that's what we did back in the old days, back in 78 and 79 for the Oilers. But this team absolutely deserves this. I mean, no matter what, even if they walk away in Game 7 without a World Series, they have done the impossible. Four years ago, the worst team in baseball, and now with guys that are supposedly too young and too stupid to do anything, or in Verlander's case, too old and too washed up, they did it. They got to Game 7 of the World Series. They beat the Red Sox. They beat the Yankees. And if, if they do not win, they will have lost to the best team in baseball, one of the best teams that we've seen actually probably in the last you know 30 or 40 years in baseball um, in, the, in the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
there is no shame in what the Astros have done, no matter what happens. Yeah, there's no shame. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a great season for the Astros. But after you uh, go through the Red Sox and you go through the Yankees in a memorable Game 7 series, and then you get a 3-2 lead in a World Series and you have a Game 7 in the World Series, you want to win. You want to take home the title. You want to have this opportunity because, as we know, uh, it, you're not always promised. You never know what the next year will bring, uh, what may happen, injuries, other teams, you know, just your fate of the draw. I mean, look at Cleveland this past year. So, yeah, the Astros need to carpe diem, capitalize, seize the day. But I, I want to ask you one baseball-related question before we go is what would you do if you're A.J. Hinch penciling out the lineup card uh, tomorrow? Do you keep it the same exact way? Do you keep it the same? Because Reddick's really been struggling. Do you, is there any maybe change that you make or is there anything different that you do uh, or are you pretty much like I, – I know the first five batters are going to be the same. But, uh, I mean, with you, Darvish, being a right-hander, I think that makes the decision easier. We just see the same lineup that we saw for game six. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I tend to want to keep it the same. It's not going to be the exact same as it was in this game because Brian McCann hits lefties a lot better than some of those guys that he put towards the end of the lineup like Marwin and Reddick. Uh, so I think the lineup's going to move around a little bit. But, yeah, yeah I mean – you, these are the guys that you've lived and died with all year. I, I don't want Cameron Maben out there. I don't think Carlos Beltran can be out in the field. Uh, I don't want Derek Fisher out there screwing around the way he plays defense. Uh, you know, save him for pinch running situations late in the game or whatever you want to do with him. But no, these are the guys I ride or die with the guys that brought me there. And at some point you figure uh, law of averages, uh, a couple of these guys are due. I mean, Reddick's due. Marwin's do. I mean, they've they've had they've done some things in this in the World Series, and of course they they've done some things uh, throughout the playoffs. But uh, th those guys are definitely due to to do something in this series, and maybe this is finally it. You know, you you just figure at some point it's going to come around. And Josh Reddick, you know, we we've seen this so many times in sports. It's the guy that used to play for the old team, and he comes back to haunt them at the worst time. Well, it's about time that happens with the Houston guy. To, to some and do that to some other team and, and Josh Reddick played for the Dodgers let's go back and haunt your old team I mean you couldn't well, haunt he, had on a, he had but. a huge opportunity I mean second and third and nobody out all you have to do is lift the ball to the outfield hit it towards uh you know the first base side you know, maybe they just take the out there to run scores and he comes up with a strikeout but yeah he's gonna have to show up in game seven and do something there he, he really had a, a bad series against the Yankees and hasn't had a good World Series either so it's about time that he that he does something. So, uh, the, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting. It, and I also think playing a game seven in a National League park, we're National League guys. We grew up, you know, watching games at the Astrodome, you know, growing up with, uh, you know, Mike Scott and uh, Nolan Ryan and, and Glenn Davis and Billy Doran. And then we had the Bidju and Bagwell years. And, and all, of course, with Lance Berkman and Roy Oswalt and, you know, Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and all that National League ball. And we, we saw that for so many years. And then the Astros moved to the American League. I've really taken a liking now to the American League, basically because the Astros have been to the playoffs twice in the American League here already in 2015 and 17 and, and had some success. So and already won an AL pennant. So that, that maybe that's why. But, tomorrow, you know, that game seven, that's going to be in an NL park. So where the Astros in, in these earlier games, game one, game two, even game uh, six, Verlander making two starts in Dallas Keuchel, they weren't going to really be pinch hitting and, you know, making the uh, 
you know, the double switches there as much because they wanted to get Justin Verlander up, you know, to pitch six, seven, eight innings. And it's still, I would say the plan is for Lance McCullers to do that. But you're going to see a lot more managing from A.J. Hinch uh, in a game seven where, you know, like you said, he'll be pinch running with a Cameron Maben. He'll be putting a Derek Fisher in there. He'll be taking guys in and out. He'll be pinch hitting a lot more. I mean, this is where you pull out all the stops. And it's not like in the American League where if a guy's like, okay, a guy comes in the game like a like a Dallas Keuchel and you know, or a Brad Peacock, and he's rolling for two or three innings, or even what Lance McCullers did, you have some big you have some big decisions to make. If you're only in a one run game in the National League, you got to decide: Do I want to keep my pitcher in the game who's pitching really well, or do I try to squeeze out another run? I mean, these are the things that make you know it, it's drives some people crazy because if you're used to watching AL ball and you'd rather have the hitters in there, but it, it makes the NL game more interesting and why most of the classic games in Major League Baseball, classic game sevens have been in, in National League parks. Well, that's a whole other story, but we, we could go into that another time, but I'm, I'm an AL fan. You know, I've, I'm, I, I'm a convert uh, with, with what I've seen in the American League and everything like that. But guys, it's game seven. Game uh, hey, seven, we're going to do it, Astros fans. Let's do it. Win Astros. one for Kevin Bass. Win one for Vern Rule. <laughs> win one for Morgan Ensberg. Win one for uh, Lance Burt. Well, Berkman's got one. Win one for uh, Biggio <laughs> and Bagwell. Come on, guys. Let's win. Win one for Verlander finally, too. Gosh, the guy has been, you know, here finally for the Astros and everything like that. Cement his Hall of Fame career. And, yeah. I mean, I really just would love to see that. Go Houston. It's It's been a fun ride. Like you said, whatever. It was well said what you said about, like, coming in the mid of May. You know, Houston fans are always going to support. They're going to come to the – they're going to do that. They love their Astros. They've really given a jolt and a lift to the city. It's been a fantastic season. We love the young core of players that are with the Astros and what they've done. And, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Just, I, you know, enjoy Game 7, and hopefully the Astros can win a World Series title and finally do that so you don't have to go back year after year. Well, this is 56, 57, 58 when they start that tally like they do with other franchises. I mean, you just want to lift that monkey off your back, too. So, uh, yeah, go Houston and bring home a World Series title and uh, let's win a, a game seven against the Dodgers. I wore my rally socks, my Astros rally socks for the first time that I got at the game a couple of years ago. Well, well then toss them. Yeah, they're not they're not going on. I'm just that's what I was going to say. I'm just telling everybody that this last game, it's not on me. The Astros socks, I put them away. It's, it didn't work. Uh, but uh, anyways, guys, uh, let, let's get this one. Uh, and just uh, if, if you have never listened to Houston Sports Talk before or you haven't listened for the last few weeks, uh, we've been doing this show for four years. We're the best Houston Sports Talk podcast because, you know, we give you some journalism. We've, get, we've got some great interviews. Go back into the archives. We've talked to many, many former Astros. We've talked to many, many current Astros, talked to many former Rockets, former Oilers and Texans and uh, current guys as well. So go check the archive. This is, like I said, this is the best Houston sports podcast. We were one of the real originals in this format. You see a lot of copycats out there right now. We were one of the real originals in the format. And uh, we hope to keep you around, continue to listen to us and enjoy the content. If you, if you like what you're hearing, it's info at HoustonSportsTalk.net. Let us know. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us who you want to hear, who you want us to go find an interview. We'll go get them for you. It's, uh, you know, we're on Twitter. It's at HST Podcast. On Facebook, it's Houston Sports Talk, all that kind of stuff. 
And don't forget, I'm doing the daily Locked On Texans podcast. Lots of great stuff uh, recently with the, the Seattle game was a, was a classic. And then uh, what's going on with Dwayne Brown and Bob McNair and the deal. We, we did a fantastic podcast. We just, uh, you're going to hear on Wednesday, an incredible Locked On uh, crossover. We call it Behind Enemy Lines with uh, someone that covers the Indianapolis Colts on a regular basis. And we're, we're going to preview that game for you. So just so much going on with that as well. The Texans, uh, even if things don't work out, the Texans still have one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL already. Richard Sherman has marked him as one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. That's good enough for me if Richard Sherman says so. So check that out when you get a chance. Locked on Texans. It's on iTunes and all the same places that you get us. But uh, we hope to keep you around and we hope to hear from you guys. Hope you're enjoying us doing all these post games and and if you want us to do this on a more regular basis if this is what you like then let us know you know tell your friends too. let them know about us share this on social media when you get a chance you know spread the word uh thanks so much and uh go stros for more interviews subscribe to houston sports talk on itunes or if you're an android user download our free houston sports talk app in the google play store We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.